I'm Jacob Tackett. And I'm Dylan Curtis. And this is the I'm Wondering Podcast. Yo. Really? That's how we're going to open this? <laughs> Absolutely. Welcome. Uh, student pastors. Let's go. You know, yeah, I don't know. Um, welcome, guys. We're glad you're here. Um, this is part two. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, the death penalty. Um, what is the Christian's role in accepting or not accepting uh, the death penalty? What does God have to say about it through Scripture? Some um, examples uh, throughout that. But before we get in, Dylan, how are you? How are you today? I'm good. Um, by the time this comes out, I'll probably be driving back from Glenwood Springs. Yeah. The one break my wife and I will get before the rest of school yeah. for the year. I mean, we get Thanksgiving break, but but Jacob and I are just nonstop, nonstop until, you know, second week in December, essentially. So it, w- it was, I'm sure it was nice. This is future Dylan trying to <laughs> talk through present Dylan. I'm sure it was very nice that the hot springs were enjoyed, that we had some good food. Yeah. We were suggested Juicy Lucy's um, by Taylor Dunlap. Don't know if he listens. So um, I have a, I have a love hate. Have you been there? I we we went. Oh, um, so we went to Juicy Lucy's. He said it was like the best burger ever, or so something like that. I didn't have the burger. Um, you know, it's I guess technically like a steakhouse, and you know. I, I'll give grace, because obviously it was in the pandemic, like we went in the last sure. year. Um, you know, we went to Iron Mountain Hot Springs. It was phenomenal. Yeah, we're going Loved there. that. You're going to love it. It's so nice. Um, but we also, you know, and then we did Juicy Lucy's, and we had we went and we had our steak. I, I splurged, and I think I had a lobster tail, too. But A lobster tail in Glenwood Springs. I know. <laughs> but it, it's whatever. And so... It was nice. Sure. I thought it was kind of overpriced. Like, well, yeah. Everything was kind of dingy. Dude, it's um, a mountain town. Every mountain town is overpriced. And there were, like, there were, it had just rained. And so, like, they opened windows or something. And, like, our table was kind of wet. And there were so many flies, like, just mm. flying around us. And, like, we had to continuously, like, just fan our hand over our food if we were, like, not actively cutting or something because flies were landing on it. So, yeah, it, I think I have to give it another go because I was not impressed. Yeah, that's a glowing endorsement. <laughs> they, It's like a two-and-a-half star for me right now. Well. Uh, but um, I did get to order a – they had a great bottle of wine. Um, so I ordered oh, a great bottle and um, it was, had some age on it. So it was fun. Yeah. Um, Wine heals all of Jacob's wounds. It does. It does. And so, I mean, it's a cool spot. Like, there's a lot of fun. Um, are you guys going to get a, a massage while you're there? I'm getting one for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm very excited. Massages are one of those things that it's it's very rare for me, and it's as close to heaven as I might be able to yeah. get in this life. With uh, Carol Ann, with her stimulus check, she has requested a hot stone massage Ooh, and yeah. so and she's thinking she's like you know what i might just save 
my money and do like a monthly massage until it runs oh, out. Yeah, there you go. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, Dave Ramsey wouldn't approve. but <laughs> Yeah, he does not approve. He does not approve. But I don't care what Dave Ramsey says about yeah, my stimulus check. At, at some point, you have to be able to enjoy yourself a little, especially right. after the last year. Ugh, especially. And so, yeah, uh, Glenwood is nice. And I, Juicy I Lucy's is, it, like, the flavor was good. It was just... Yeah, just all the flies. All the flies and, and the rain. and So the customer service wasn't great, is what you're saying. It was not great. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it was fine, and we made it work, and yeah. So, and we had massages, too. At, uh, this, I don't remember what it's called now. It's probably the same place I'm getting mine. Where are you getting it? I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> cool. It's uh, in my email somewhere. Yeah, but it was like it also has caves where you can yes, go down in the steam room, yeah, and it's like right place. off the interstate. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so nice. Magic. Oh, my gosh. It's so nice. So I'm jealous that you're going to get to do that. Future Dylan, I'm jealous of you. Future yeah. Dylan knows. He understands why. He understands why. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy that. So without further... Wait, wait we no. didn't ask how you're doing. Oh. How are you doing? <laughs> It's a I'm, two-way street, Jacob. It's a two-way street. Um, I'm good. You know, I think we kind of, I, I have to speak for myself, I kind of just continuously live in the tension of, like, stress right now. Yeah. Um, but it's manageable stress. Like, I'm, there's no, no, no reason to caution or be of concern. Like, I'm yeah. good. But, you know, I'm taking 12 credits this semester. Um, <laughs> you crazy. So, like, last week I had three papers and a... Uh, midterm to do this week i had i have two papers and a midterm to do um and so it's just a lot um plus we're in this lent season so you know just extra things of in work and so it's not bad it's all really good things um yeah life is good but just stressful and trying to find time to do life and (laughs) live outside of work and school um and I don't know if I mentioned it, but I don't think I mentioned it on the podcast last week, but, um, you know, Carol Ann and I spent like six and a half hours shoveling snow, um, because in our neighborhood, we have an alleyway where our garages, our garage like faces other garages. And so the plows can't get through there because there's nowhere to put the snow. And so with the snow drift and all of the snow, like, you know, we're shoveling 200 feet long of four, yeah, you know, four foot deep snow and just so we can get our cars out. Um, and there's like 50 or 60 houses, just not that many, probably 45, like that are in that alley. And there was like 10 of us out there shoveling snow. <laughs> yeah. And so. Sounds right. Yeah. And so that uh, I was sore. Like I'm still kind of sore. A it's little a good bit. workout. It was, oh my gosh, it was a workout. Um, but yeah, so life's good. Stimulus checks are here. Our stimmies are Biden bucks. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of fun. Um getting to spend some money on fun things, buying some new clothes and it's like Chuck E. Cheese at this point. Yeah. Caroline and I are um investing in some road bikes. We're gonna try oh, to get nice. into some into some biking. Yeah. You could bike all the way from Bertha to work. Maybe. Um two eighty seven is scary. Wow. Um 
but yeah, so that's going to be fun uh, to do that. I wanted to get a Peloton. Um, oh. But then, and they are expensive. But They're very expensive. If we pulled our stimulus checks together, we would have been able to. Yeah. Um, but then I, had, after I was doing some research, I realized that then you have to do a $40 a month like membership. And so yeah. it's like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to pay for a membership on something. Yeah. No, so, thanks. Yeah. Life is good living in that constant state of stress, but spring break is here. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. So now without further ado, let's get into it. All right, we're back. We are back to the death penalty. (laughs) So forceful. So forceful, uh, as the death penalty is. So, you know what? We're going to kick this off. We talked a lot about the history of it and the origins of the death penalty. Now we're going to get into the Bible. The Bible. What does the Bible say? What does it actually say about the death penalty? Well, the Old Testament says a lot. Yes. Um, for sure, because that's where the Levitical law is found. Um, so that's, of course, where we're going to see a lot of this. Um, and then, of course, in the New Testament, we have the Roman society, which uh, executes a lot of people. So the Bible, what does the Bible say? Uh, the Bible actually states that the death penalty should be carried out, if it's going to be carried out, sorry. It needs. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. It needs to happen. Uh, yeah that it needs at least two witnesses, um, which were required. And and you see that in the New Testament, too, because yeah. Jesus is questioned, and they say, who are your witnesses? And then he essentially says, myself and God, and they freak out. Like, um... But that was Levitical. You needed two witnesses for almost everything. And, of course, the death penalty was no exception. And according to the... Uh, Ray, how do you always... Rabinic? Rabinic? <laughs> Rabinic. Rabinic, that's right. Oof. I haven't studied the Old Testament in years for school. For school, sure, sure. I, I love reading the New Testament or Old Testament, both the Testament. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> My brain is breaking. <laughs> so, according to rabbinic law <laughs> tradition, there were numerous other conditions requirements um, that made it difficult to get a conviction. So, while death penalty was accounted for, it was pretty difficult to actually yeah. convict someone for it. Which is good. Yeah, you need that balance. It's almost like the which one one of the history ones where they made it. It was pretty difficult, and people seldom convicted because they didn't want to put people to death. Yeah. So, um, sins, of course, uh, that were punishable by death in the Torah, which is the uh, was it the Torah? Is it the Pentateuch? The first five books, the law. Who knows? Um, and we're not going to go back and correct that. Or the Torah is the first five books. Is it? Yeah. It's not like the prophets and stuff too. Pentateuch is. Septuagint, which is... Well, the Pentateuch's the first five. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I got that backwards. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Well, well, you know what? Death in the Torah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are off the rails here. It's okay. We're having fun. Hopefully, you're having fun. If not, you can pause us and throw us away. <laughs> Just hit that 15-second skip button. Yeah, there fast. you go. <laughs> can I find something useful? <laughs> anyway, sins that were punishable by death in the Torah included the following... Homicide, uh, including negligent homicide, which we would probably call manslaughter, um, striking one's parents, kidnapping, uh, cursing one's parents. Oh, kidnapping, that means Joseph's brother should have technically been put to death. Technically. Interesting. 
but then there wouldn't have been a redemption story. So there you go. <sighs> Anyways, uh, cursing one's parents, um, which I don't know what that all includes. Witchcraft and divination. So I can say divination, but I can't. <laughs> but you get, can't say rabbinic. But I can't get rabbinic down. That's bad. <laughs> Forgive me. Uh, bestiality. Ugh, that's mm. disgusting. Mm. Worshiping other gods, of course. Violating the Sabbath, which, you know, that might be, we need to, you know. Define the Sabbath. Define the Sabbath. Child sacrifice. Oh, gosh. Adultery, incest, and male... Nope, not that. Never mind. Incest. We're not going to say the last one. There is no... Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so off on reading. Sorry. Jacob put this together, and, and I'm just <laughs> slaughtering it. You are doing wonderful. Well, what's, what's interesting... Yeah, thank you. That's grace right there. What's interesting to me is a lot of these are are actually targeting other, like Babylonians, Egyptians, right. a lot of practices that were common in those cultures. And you can see that, especially like witchcraft, divination, that wasn't common among the Israelites, worshiping other gods, of course. So a lot of these are targeting other societies. Yeah, because and a little bit of background, because it is important to understand also is like one of God's laws where, you know, he constantly told people of Israel not to intermarry with other yeah. um, nations because it, those people would, you know, I'm air quoting here, like taint or sure. cause you to worship other gods and yeah. to dive into these things. Um, you know, like Saul, yeah. um, great example, Solomon, mm -hmm. you know, marrying, um, Solomon, yeah, marrying people that he shouldn't, and then he started worshiping other gods, and so that kind of where this leads. Yeah, and later in the New Testament, you see a lot of that. There's a lot of intermarrying, and there's yeah. where, who is it that there's, which which prophet is it that there's only, is it Elijah? Where there's like no one who's righteous except for Elijah. And I think part of that mm -hmm. was the intermarrying with so many people that Israel lost its identity. So anyways, um, not all instances, of course, um, of capital punishment were necessarily to be carried out by humans. Uh, there are numerous incidences where God issues a warning that getting too close to unholy things will result in death. Um, some examples, there were numer numerous warnings against non-Levites. Um, what is it? Kohanim? Kohanim? Kohanim is how I would pronounce it. It's Yeah. Talk about weird transliteration from Hebrew to English. Yeah. Uh, getting too close to holy things related to the tabernacle or temple. So, of course, there was a clean, cleanliness part of mm -hmm. um, the Old Testament law where you had to to cleanse yourself. Um, and that's a whole that's a whole podcast because that's fascinating. Yeah. Because um, we read that very differently than what I think the Hebrew community was actually referencing with cleanliness. Anyways, uh, the most common method, of course, was stoning, which carried into the no New Testament. We'll see people who wanted to stone some people. Yeah. Uh, followed by burning. Mm -mm. Then by sword. That would be my choice. There's a verse that mentions hanging, um, although it isn't really clear whether that's a separate method of execution or something done with the body after it, it was dead. Yeah. What did you mean by that? So, no, literally, one of the... Could have put so much in here. Um, oh yeah, but it was a some of the things that I had saw was they would execute somebody and then take their body and hang them um, to just display the body as Is a represent like a warning as a representation of a warning of look look Ooh. this person committed a crime. This is going to this could happen to you if you commit this crime. Bring shame on you and then bring shame on your family for um, the actions of your dad, your son, your uncle, your mom. 
They did that a lot in like the mid medieval period, yeah. didn't they? Like they'd they'd raid a town and then they'd basically hang the dead bodies to warn. Which also then flowed over into Britain and into yeah. America and wow. into I mean obviously, you know, lynchings. Yeah. Oof. Anyways, um the verse that references this um goes on to command that the body is not to be left up overnight but rather must be buried that day since an impaled or hung body was offensive to God. And should be offensive to... All people. All people, yeah. not just... Yeah, it's very Not offensive. just God. So, Dylan, thank you for that. Uh, oh, I don't know if you should thank me, but you're welcome. No, that was wonderful. Uh, so, yeah, the Bible does talk about death penalty. Um, but what are some examples of capital punishment in the Bible? I'm glad you asked, um, because we're going to talk about it. Uh, because there are quite a few examples, and so we're going to kind of dive in here. What you know? Let's start with Genesis in Genesis chapter thirty-eight, twenty-four to twenty-six. When Judah is told that Tamar, his former daughter-in-law, had become a harlot and was pregnant, he sentenced her to death by burning. Jumping the gun there, Judah. Um, however, she proves that he, Judah, is the father, and apparently the ruling is. Reversed, and during that during the period that the Israelites wandered the wilderness, examples include a man was stoned for gathering wood on the Sabbath, while another was stoned for blasphemy. Which is interesting. Um, these there's some clear examples of people um, committing a crime or being alleged for committing a crime, um, and they were put to death. Or yeah. in Tamar's case, obviously she proved um, with his cloak or whatever it was. It was like his staff and his yeah, seal, his yeah. family seal. Like, no, look, he gave this to me. Um, mm-hmm. If y'all have never read that story of Judah and Tamar, it's it wild. wild. Fun fact, so a couple of weeks ago, we had our high school um, winter retreat up in Estes, and that was our text for the week. Um, we really? walked through the story of Tamar um, and just talked about how it doesn't matter what our background is, what our present, things that we do in our present or what we'll do in our future, everything is redeemable. Um, and we all still have value and worth um, in God's eyes. And so, yeah, story of Tamar is crazy, um, but some of the scripture that you read... Um, oh, man. You know, talking about spilling your semen on the ground. Like, it Ugh, gets weird. It gets really weird. Yeah, so try reading that with a bunch of high schoolers. It's fun. I'm sure it's so <laughs> much fun. Yeah. Uh, it's fun to watch their faces and Do you, feel you uncomfortable. Know, I don't think seminary prepares us for that. No. It should. Plenty, plenty of other things, but that is not one of them. Uh, so yeah. that was an Old Testament. Let's contrast a little bit with the New Testament. Um, so there's plenty of uh, New Testament scriptures, I would say, would that would support the idea of actually not executing. Um, so Romans 12, 19 is a good example. Do not take re- revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Mm. So I think this is a good example of the death penalty in our culture and other cultures. It It's so bent often, I think, on this idea of revenge, uh, someone paying for something that they did. Um, but here in Romans, Paul is writing, and I think he's, I think this could be taken as it's not ultimately our job to repay someone even for the wrong that they commit. Now, I do think there should be punishment, obviously, because sure. otherwise we haven't anarchy. We have the purge. Yeah, like we have just chaos, for sure. But to me, I think this draws kind of a line of um, 
that we shouldn't take life, that it's, it's not ours to take, that God will avenge whatever happened. He will make right whatever happened, and that's him. Uh, so I think the New Testament, and, and we'll see, Jacob will share another section, I think you see a shift from the old to the new. That's a different sort of mentality on uh, execution and the death penalty. Yeah, and we've talked about this uh, section of Scripture on uh, one of our episodes before, um, coming out of John chapter 8, verses 311. A lot of manuscripts um, don't have this section of Scripture. Um, if you read this section in your Bible, um, there will most likely be a note that states that. It will be italicized. Italicized? Yeah, we're, we're struggling, aren't we're we? struggle bussing. Either way, um, it will um, have italics on those uh, verses. However, it's in Scripture. I see it as authoritative. Um, the, the story, whether it happened or not, true or not, um, still has theological truths to it, um, and we see um, compassion and love in Jesus. But uh, So John 8, 311 uh, mentions a woman caught in adultery uh, being brought uh, to Jesus for judgment. They bring witnesses forward, so they're following those Old Testament laws that needed the two witnesses. Um, uh, and Jesus does not condemn her, but instead says, go and sin no more, um, in verse 11. And so this is Jesus, like, the Pharisees brought her forward. She was caught in the act, has the witnesses, so they've done everything by the book. And Jesus, so she, by the law, has like full right from the extent of the law to be punished, to be stoned, to be put to death. And Jesus says, He's like, Well, if you've never sinned, throw a stone. And you know, they leave. And she then he says to Jesus, Jesus says to her, extends this grace, extends this love, and says, go from here and sin no more. And so I think this is a, an example, again, from New Testament Scripture that would combat the idea that we should enact capital punishment, but that people shouldn't avenge um, a punish, uh, an act, a sin, a death, um, like Romans said, um, says that Dylan just read, that it's Jesus' avengement um, that he will do. He will be the one to repay and not humanity against humanity. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely, um, we're seeing that shift. And I, I think Jesus' main concern is not earthly consequence, but eternal consequence, right? Yeah. So is there a, like if someone is put to death on the earth, you maybe lose the opportunity for, them to again be renewed, be restored, be redeemed because you want to execute them in an earthly judgment. So I think Jesus is always concerned with the eternal and wants to leave room for that yeah. and help people come to him. So, uh, which this flows nicely. We have Matthew 5 21 through 22. You have heard that it was said of those of old, to those of old. I keep messing that up. But I think that this is a great depiction of Jesus taking an Old Testament way of thinking and and revising it um, in the New Testament. And so it fits very well with this John story, right? The punishment was to be put to death. But he says this, and this is very convicting and very hard to handle. <laughs> but he, he says, so he says, you have heard that it was said to those of old. Boom. Crushed nailed it. it. You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. Sure. 
But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. So now he has equated murder mm-hmm. with hatred. Yep. Um, which is a, yeah, pretty significant. Raising the bar. Yeah. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So, hey, yo. is murder and hatred the same thing? Again, I think Jesus is making eternal implications here. Um, and also, he's kind of pointing out our own sin again of, you know, the judgment heaped upon others is pretty easy. It's yeah. easy to pour judgment on other people, but at the same time, wh- how are we guilty? Because all eternally are completely guilty, whether we've murdered or hated or what have you, that we need Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, just a and hard thing to deal with. There's a lot of theologians and commentators and students of the Bible um, who see this as part of, you know, uh, the Sermon on the Mount as rejecting an eye for an eye. And I think this section, these two verses that you read, um, absolutely support that, um, rejecting the idea of eye for an eye. Well, someone did something to me, so I need to get them back. Or, well, they killed somebody, so now they should also die. Um, And so they see this idea of rejecting eye for an eye as rejecting retributive justice, which has been argued to include capital punishment. Whether supportive or not, commentators establish the relevance of the sermon to considerations of capital punishment. And got to be honest, I mean, I that's a, it's a pretty black and white statement. Um, and I think people fall on all sides of this, whether um, you are someone who just goes to church and you have a faith in Christ or, and people who have studied Scripture through and through, um, people who are Christians but also politicians are going to fall on all sides of this, and so it's not easy. It is not an easy... It's an easy thing for us to sit here and say, but it's also, oh, yeah. it's a much more difficult thing to articulate and like live out that belief. And oh, Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, and a and, uh, scripture that I think is important to go along with that is 1 Thessalonians 5.15 that says, See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seeks to do good to one another and to everyone. So emphasis on everyone. Yeah, and there's no, you know, asterisk on that. There's no, no. 5.15b. But if they do this, this, and this, then you can. Right, right. It's saying to one another and to everyone. In all and cases. murder, of course, is a very serious evil. Yep. For sure. But what are we to do in response is to seek to do good and to one another and to everyone. To be kind to one another, tenderhearted. Yeah, Ephesians 4.32, yeah. Because God forgave us and, and died for us. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm being honest, it's so hard. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. I, we, I mentioned Chris Watts last episode. It is so hard to watch what he did and and not just want to wish him dead. Yep. It's not. I mean, it's so, yeah, it's so hard not to want to wish that. And that's normal, I think, because there Absolutely. is, like, God put within us a sense of, of, well, he didn't put a sense of right and wrong. He put a sense of right, and then we ate from the tree, and now we know right and wrong. But I think there is holy anger, and, and death in any form should arouse a holy anger because God didn't create creation to die. Yeah. So it does feel out of sorts in that way. Mm. And the more egregious that death is, the more we get angry because it's more offensive, and it's offensive to God. Death, God is a God of life, not a God of death. Yeah. 
Um, so it makes sense too why I think we have such like visceral physiological reactions and that's what makes it hard right because we can read it we can put it in our minds but in our gut there's this sense of we need to do something we need to repay that evil with evil but we're called to this idea of seeking good Mm. even to the mass murderers even to those on death row who who did terrible things so that uh, that kind of leads us i guess into like what we think and i if you don't know what i think at this point i you're not listening, and that's yeah. fine. So I that's our I'm wondering question. I don't for listen the week. to me either. <laughs> so, Dylan, I'm wondering with all of this background, um, death penalty in the idea of the secular world coming from where it was established, death penalty in America, capital punishment, more recently, what is what the Bible says about it, um, evidence of it um, in Scripture, both in Old Testament and New Testament. I'm wondering what is a Christian's role? What should we do? Should we accept the death penalty? Should we not accept the death penalty? Is there space to be in between? What do you think? Yeah, uh, I don't think Christians can accept the death penalty. Period. End of story. That's that's what I think. And this all stems back again. There's a lot of pieces. First, the image of God. The image of God is within all of us. So even no matter what what we commit, whatever wrong we do, we still have the image of God. That's something that God did to us, not something that we can lose. Yeah. So to me, no matter how heinous the thing can be, and this would, this would be especially hard, obviously, if this happened right to like my own family and someone murdered one of my family. But I think that doesn't leave, no matter who the person is. So I think, and we see later in Genesis 2, if you're murdering someone, you're also murdering the image of God is the implication later in Genesis. So again, that doesn't leave. So I think that's important to remember. And then again, something we've said a lot that I think is really important is restorative justice. So this idea that um, I'm foolish enough to believe that God's powerful enough to redeem anybody. Um, And I know, obviously, all of us hearing that probably go, well, yeah, of course, God can. But then you put it into practice, right, with these death row people, mass murderers. Do we really believe that God can redeem and restore those people? I do, as much as I I don't want that to be the case, and I do kind of just want them to be executed. I can't like deep down accept that. Yeah. Um, so I do believe that God is so powerful that He could restore and redeem those people, and that putting them to death is not the solution, is not the the way to to seek revenge or to get some sort of peace. Um, and I've heard quite a few interviews with people who've lost loved ones and then the person has been executed. And there's just this somberness to all of it. The somberness to losing a loved one, the somberness of someone else dying. There's a lot of people who, at the end of the day, it's not like something that they love. Some people celebrate it, sure. But at the end of the day, I think most people are broken that it took the death of multiple people. Um, so, my reply is we can't support it. I think yeah. we need to be people of restoration, people of redemption, people who do kind, see even those who do evil, um, and that we are a pro-life faith, um, and that includes the life of even murderers. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my opinion, yeah. um, and I'm sticking to it. So I don't think Christians can support the death penalty. What about you? <laughs> I plead the fifth. (laughs) 
No, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I am in agreement. And I'm just going to say this um, because I am going to say it. Um, I also believe Christians, people who profess their faith and believe in God, um, should not and cannot support the death penalty. Regardless. Period. Exclamation point. End of sentence. That's my thesis. Yeah. Um, (laughs) That's it. Because I think, again, we have a very humanistic view of life and of death. Um, You know, God's, our thoughts are not God's thoughts. Our ways are not God's ways. And I think it's ingrained in us to want justice um, from our point of view. And so we have to continue to remember that it's not our place to bring that final judgment upon somebody's life. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I don't think we should be in support of the death penalty. Um, I don't think, like, I think you said, um, we don't serve a God of death. We serve a God of life. Um, and it's not up to us. It's not up to us. So I think the death penalty is wrong. Um, I think at the end of the day, like, yes, our justice system needs to be reformed. Our justice system needs so much work yeah um it's expensive to keep people on death row um, yeah but the cost is actually almost the same to execute them yeah which is wild it's so yeah it's very expensive to keep people so the idea and it's a whole conversation like i don't need to get into like petty theft people in jail for drug charges like mm-hmm. i think there's just a whole reform and if there was more reform in our justice system and how we um, jailed people, then the death penalty may not even be an issue. So we we should talk about that sometime because there's I have a ton of thoughts on that. Yeah, yeah. it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Let's do it. Um, so yeah, uh, I I'm in agreement. I think um, looking at the life of Jesus, the way that Jesus speaks and acts, um, how he forgives, is very clear. Um, in my opinion, that the death penalty should not be around yeah so there you go you can find us on that at the i'm wondering podcast at gmail.com but yeah thanks for hanging out yeah (laughs) um we've kind of been like four weeks in a row of some heaviness yeah more so the last section you know about mental health but this is still a lot it's still kind of heady and there's a lot of you know ethics that go into this yeah yes maybe we'll do something kind of light soon but i doubt it because that's what we're here for we're here to answer the difficult questions and have a space to talk about these things yeah and we want to answer difficult questions Mm -hmm. that you're asking yes so we have some other episodes we know we need to get on that we have planned um but if you have a question please email us and no question is stupid like even no. if you're, I don't care what your question is. Obviously, it'll be confidential. Like, we're not going to be like, oh my gosh, yada yada, ask this question. What an idiot. Like, we'd never do that. We might use your first name, but maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot, there's thousands of Jasons. So there are, there's probably millions, millions of Jasons. Yeah. So please let us know what you want to hear. Um, sometimes it's difficult to come up with topics of like, oh my gosh, what are we going to talk about? Um, and we want this to be a podcast of the people. A podcast of the people. Um, it's like we're a pirate radio station. Ooh. 
maybe we will rebels maybe we will be yeah guys thanks for listening we appreciate you um, if you could give us, you know, a like, comment, a share on Facebook, Instagram, it would help us a lot. Yes. Um, expand our audience base. Um, yeah. We'd appreciate that. Yeah. We appreciate that. <laughs> any closing thoughts, Dylan? Uh, not any that should be shared. Whatever that means. <laughs> well, before it gets weird, I'm Jacob. And I'm Dylan. And this is the I'm Wondering Podcast.